Hey, welcome to ADHD Explorers. Today's episode is about oversharing and communication fumbles. And talking about communication fumbles, the recording of this episode was an experiment that we kind of failed. Um, so if the audio is a bit dodgy at points, do forgive. I've done what I can to make it sound um, as best as it can. But if the volume varies, just go with the flow. Apart from that, enjoy the episode. Lost love. Here we go. Hello. Exploring the world. Welcome. Ahoy. And today we're off on a journey on oversharing. And communication fumbles. Which happens all the time. So let's strap in and go on a journey. We've got some contributions from the community on the ADHDoers Instagram. And we're going to go through them and be like... Let's understand. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who have been listening for a while, this is the first episode where Ben and I are recording in person. Which is crazy. <laughs> I don't have earphones on or anything. I know. I can see real life human. I can touch someone. Weird. Inappropriate. <laughs> okay. So, here we go. So, What's do you have... your uh, experience, fam? Well, so, Addy is like an oversharer, ten thousand. Yeah, so I think <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be. I would secretly love to just share everything in my brain all the time. Yeah, always. so I think my thing is, and it always has been, that I have no filter, and I think a lot of us with ADHD don't. But uh, anyone who knows me knows that I like literally don't stop myself from saying what's on my mind. So <laughs> yeah, think... it's like a process of like sometimes. We feel this huge, if we feel uncomfortable around people, we're like in lockdown, Yeah. I feel, especially if they don't, if I feel like I'm going to be judged by them. So I go into my own little world and I'm like a quiet, quiet shrimp. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the other mode where if people give me like a slight bit of affirmation, I'm like, oh, get ready. Oh, I everything. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Welcome to my brain, because it's not... Sometimes my wife complains because, like, I share so much, and it's not even processed information. It's just, like, <laughs> what is ever on my brain at the moment. Yeah, I do that as well. Sometimes it's just, like, the thoughts come out that maybe shouldn't. Even today, like, on the phone, <laughs> I was on the train, and I was on the phone for 20 minutes, like, trying to talk to the people from the airline or whatever, and then just as I got on the phone, we went through a tunnel, mm. and I cut out, and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, you said that out loud on the train? Yeah. Oh, man. I was just like, fucking hell. I always wonder where the random noises of strangers come from. It's from people like us. Yeah. It's from just people expressing. Yeah, so stuff like that. I mean, that's not necessarily oversharing, but more like overexpressing. Because oh. I feel like. Sorry, I just some. <laughs> I'll say after you're done. Yeah, so it's like when people uh, normally, I guess, think something like that, they'd just be under their breath, like, God damn it, oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, like sometimes when I'm eating, I find stuff like so now. delicious. Yeah, like right now. Welcome. Um, <laughs> I just say, oh, yum. I just yell it out really loud. And. My wife, luckily, she doesn't do it as much anymore, but at the beginning she was like, man, you can't, like, express that loud, but if something's really good, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I think with me it comes out more in, like, when I get angry. Mm. Um, but also, 
like when I'm super happy, I probably like scream or giggle yeah, more than yeah. other people. Yeah. I think in general your voice is loud. Yeah, it's just loud. And like, you're my friend, so it's fine. <laughs> like, if you're with me and you're talking to me, it's fine. But if you were that person, like three seats down, you'd be like, shut I'm up. I'm trying to man. concentrate on something. Yeah. <sighs> so with oversharing, I think for me, it's it's also like I don't know what. Like apparently, you're supposed to only share certain things with certain groups of right. people. That's an interesting point, though, because I feel like. Typically, what stands out, at least between you and me, at least, is that I share whatever I'm feeling right mm. away. You know, it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if like I've just met that person. I'll be like, yeah, so I'm going through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you know? I'm like really depressed right now, and they're like, right. uh, do you want your sandwich? Sir? <laughs> <laughs> right, but like. But I think that can be taken as people, I swear, feel very comfortable around people who are genuine. Mm. And that's one of the glories of ADHD is where you can't help. It's about being way, genuine. It's just so much more easier to be genuine than, like, and I have different periods where, sh- for sure, I'm like a shrunk up little shrimp. <laughs> that's the word of the day. But, like, I'm really glad when I get those times to be around people I feel comfortable around yeah or when you're in the state of mind that you kind of just feel that you can yeah on top of the world time yeah because it's like when i i also have it especially when i'm like with colleagues or something like that it's like the first time you drink together because i feel like everyone just gets a little bit more open and then i'm like yeah so one time i licked a butthole (laughs) (laughs) only once (laughs) no uh multiple times but (laughs) But holes are there to be lit. <laughs> Add in 2021. The recipient is willing and ready. Um, <laughs> We're the worst hosts ever. This is like, oh well. This is how it is. That's how it is. This is oversharing 101. Yeah, we are. <laughs> right, right. You're being true to the topic. Exactly. So I'll just say stuff like that and I like won't even So think it's weird. Well, I, I yeah. wonder why. Like, I wonder why it's a thing that, why don't people share how they're truly feeling straight away? Mm, or, like, what's on their mind? Why do we have these, like, filters and restrictions? Yeah, that's my question. Like, should... what purpose does it serve? This is why we need a neurotypical on the, on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Help us! We need your advice! Just a bunch of wild people in a room. But, yeah. So... My ex- yeah, that's my experience. That's your experience. Let's see the community. What have you shared with us? And let's explore. Okay. So Alicia Franklin says, I told the story about how I think a previous boss of mine spiked me on a night out, and I woke up in his bed with no idea how I got there in a job interview. Oh. I got the job, though. <laughs> right? Well, I, w- I wonder why. Because maybe you're just genuine, you know? Because it's vulnerable to share, you know? Mm. We're attracted to other people's rough edges, they say. Yeah, and I think if people are open, then it's like you feel like you can trust them more. Yeah, it's all on the vibe thing, I swear. Yeah, you're like, I believe you. (laughs) Um, This person says, Oh man, too much to spill. I love to talk about taboo stuff, like the menstrual cycle and stuff. 
and the, pa the faces people make when I get fired up. Smiley face, preachy hands, and cheeky half-smile emoji. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is true. Like, do you ever get that thing where you get so full of passion that it's like just erupting out of you? Mm, and you don't even think to think about what the social situation is because yeah. it's like that thing matters right now and that's yeah. all you want to talk about and because I kind feel like people like on YouTube you watch a video and it's about a guy who's like an ant farmer and he's really good at it and it's amazing to see people who are really passionate about things mm -hmm. and I guess on one hand that can be really overwhelming to someone especially if you just met them but if <laughs> someone knows you're passionate about that thing then I think so. it can be like, wow, that person is like, it can be like your soul is shining or something. Yeah. If you're super passionate about something. About the menstrual cycle. Very yeah. passionate about it. <laughs> yeah, well, there needs to be people who are passionate about the menstrual cycle because then you get all these cool things like moon cups. Yeah. And things that make life easier. And also just normalizing talking about a regular human yeah. thing. Currently struggling with limiting how much I express. And then they have three broken heart emojis. Yeah, that's super sad. Like, it all depends on who about you're with. You know, accepting people versus people who are like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, why do you... Yeah, why does this person feel like they need to limit how much they're expressing? Because what kind of a sad world is it that's taught them, like, you have to restrict yourself? Well, I think it's... This, it's such a situational thing because like sometimes um, we have all these thoughts, right? And sometimes our emotions aren't fully crystallized, I feel. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes if we have a big emotional experience, particularly negative ones, then um, then we don't have, we have to have a, some sort of way to get it out, like journaling or therapy, mm -hmm. because if that's the main thing that's in our heads, and we're just living our day-to-day -day lives and we're around our friends, then that can come out in really, like, rough ways. Because mm. we're just crying in front of them because it's finally a person that will listen. But I think if there's one thing that there's an underabundance of is that kind of listening ear. Mm. Because, like, we're in the age of social media. Everyone's like, oh, look at me, you know? Yeah. To and the there's max. not enough people out there who are just like, tell me. Yeah, are you all right? Yeah. You, are you right, neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so find people. If you feel like you have to limit how much you're expressing yourself. Find some good people. That's what I'd say. Yeah, people who want to. And it may to seem like there's no one, but like, oh man, go to some hobby groups and and I don't know. There are people out there that love you or just message us and we'll be like, yo, what's up? Hey. We're here. We yeah. understand what it's like. Yeah, sometimes people unload a little bit on the DMs, and I just want to mm. let you guys know, like, that's okay. <laughs> and they, oh. they always apologize. Yeah. Like, not always. And I feel like that's related to sometimes, and I feel like we should do that on another um, episode maybe, is, like, the over-apologizing and, like, people-pleasing. But it's kind of related to the oversharing because I feel like people often go like, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Or they, they stay, they like word vomit and then they're like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I totally get that. We feel like we have to apologize for our actions. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point is taking your own needs seriously. We could do a whole 
Why do things have to be linear? Right. Because if someone's, like, just following the flow of things... I mean, every so often you get someone who's like, yeah, just get back to the point, get back to the point, get back to the point. But, like, I mean, who, would do that? who cares? Here's, here's one thing I thought about when it comes to conversation. is like, I used to think, like, before I understood anything about conversation, <laughs> I used to think there's a certain way to do it, and it has to be like this. And I used to like have a stack oh, follow the script. of points that were brought up so I could expand on them. Mm. Like if someone was talking about fishing, I know I could ask them about fishing because they're interested in it. And I like have a stack of like interesting questions and I would only listen to people rather than talk. Yeah. Because it was like easier than letting out this, you know, passion fire ghost fire <laughs> storm, you know? So what I learned is like someone was like, we began to talk. Because we just wanted to pass the time. Mm-hmm. And like evolutionarily it bonds us and stuff. But as soon as I started to think about conversations, it's just, oh, you're just passing the time. You know, sitting yeah. around talking. And whatever your style is, it's whatever your style is. Yeah. So I'd say, please don't feel bad if you just jump on tangents. Because maybe those tangents are there for a reason and you're actually getting to something more important and more relevant to you. Yeah, and maybe those tangents lead you to, like, more interesting topics that you discuss and actually, together. Yeah, there's a reason people will appreciate that, because there's some people that do follow life by the lines more than us, mm. and I think that they find the other way of being very interesting, and that gives us, like, a way to be in the world. It's, like, our role in the world, you know? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So, go off on your tangents and... (laughs) Go on your tangents and enjoy life very much. We're just having... I'm just going to have some tech... Okay, so we just got back. That's what I'm saying for issue boys, guys. It was the the freaking... I thought our phones were running out of battery, but we were just looking at a screenshot that hadn't even taken of your comments that looked like our battery wasn't charging when it was. Whoops. So, sorry. Okay, next one. Here we go. Too many to pick out one, but I could never make close friendships due to it. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I've been really lucky in my life that I've just like happened to find good people who accept me for who I am with my like oversharing and yeah. ridiculousness. Because I think it's a skill to do active listening. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that after way long, but like active listening is where you can just be present, you don't need to interrupt, mm-hmm. just take in what that person is saying. But that takes concentration, which isn't like a natural way of being. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But 
I don't know, like, it's a useful skill to have. Mm-hmm. I think it comes in handy a lot of the time, and it means a lot to people to be present. And don't get me wrong, like, sometimes it's not the easiest thing if you want to jump here and be like, wow, wow, wow. But it's almost like the greatest gift you can give someone. If someone's, especially if someone's all clogged up and has loads of stuff they need to process. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I used to just listen to people for like, hours and the amount of stuff that comes out that's actually really interesting Mm -hmm. and you can get curious about it's a way to like channel that ADHD curiosity into listening Mm. and people after a good session of just expressing they seem so clear minded Mm -hmm. and they appreciate it so much and you feel way bonded so are you saying that if someone's struggling like they feel like they can't make friends because they're constantly oversharing maybe they should step try and step back and practice active listening and then just like listen to people yeah even a little bit yeah no. I think I've gotten better at it I think you have yeah like even it's now the beginning of the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's like it is a bit of an art form pop. because we both want to interrupt each other all, all the time blah 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 but also sometimes I think when you're talking with someone else who's neurodivergent um, particularly ADHD then they kind of also accept the yeah, interruption. So can run on. Exactly, so it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you know what people are going to say a little bit in. Yeah. And at that point, I want to respond, but that's rude. Yeah, and it's probably especially if they're talking slowly. I can't deal with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, when you have to practice active listening to someone who speaks slowly, it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get you. They're not. <laughs> Did you say one time, it's like, if they're not being entertaining enough, Just leave. the way they tell the story, then you're like, I want to move on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm done with this now. Bye. Yeah, there's more that relate to this. Telling my telling my life story to people I'm not even friends with. Oh my God, totally. that's me. <laughs> but like, that's so nice, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like we were born to be wanderers. And sometimes, so my mum says, there's people who come into your life for, um, uh, season a reason or a lifetime so the the people who come into it for a reason maybe is that guy at the sandwich shop <laughs> and the reason <laughs> is that you just needed to process something out loud another cool wisdom that Ali's mum taught me was okay if you're struggling to listen and you're over oversharing in a way that's negative mm. here's one thing that I loved is Ali's mum said treat that person like that is the most important person in the yes. world and like they've got the secrets to your life it's yeah it's from oh, I can't remember she was listening to like um, something by a shaman and he, yeah basically he says like the most important person in your life is the person in front of you right now whoever that is so that person who you're talking to just give them the time of day and they could have the secrets of your life yeah they could if you pretend they do at least then you're at least paying attention. Yeah. So don't ignore that old guy on the park bench who's just trying to have a conversation <laughs> oh, <no>. with you. <laughs> oh, man, some of the best conversations I've had have been with, like, random old people on transport. Aww. I saw a bench today that was like, this is a friendly bench. Sit on here if you want random people to talk to you. Aww. I was like, that's what That's so good. Yeah. to randos. Especially during these times. It's a way of life. Yeah, especially... The more we're on our phones, the more disconnected I feel with being from randos. Oh, for sure. 
So this, um, for the love of Jack, says, I tell people way too many details on first dates. I told a lady her house was the color of my baby's poop. <laughs> she had it special ordered. <laughs> no, she had that color specially ordered. Oh no! Maybe she likes the color of baby's poop. Oh. Yeah, but that's funny. Like, it if, is if pretty funny. If you meet someone that's don't got sense of humor, then yeah, if they can't handle that, snake. if they can't handle that, you're like, well, this looks like baby poop. Then probably they're not a good match for you anyway. Here's one. Sometimes, if it's quiet for five seconds, I tend to say something really embarrassing about me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's what I relate to about this is sometimes when I'm having a conversation, I just get this buildup of huge anxiety. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't know how to react to that. You know, like if it's just sitting there and I'm like feeling, I'm thinking, oh, can they, can they see in my face that I'm really worried right now? Or like, am I doing the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. Am I, you know, like all of that <laughs> list that yeah. just keeps going. And I've learned to just. I take a big breath in on my nose and breathe out again. That's it. <laughs> but that helps loads. Like today in traffic, someone beeped at me really hard because I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was freaking. And then I just did the big breath. I paid attention to the nose uh, airflow. Mm-hmm. And I felt so much better, especially like. I feel like it's in the belly a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, deep belly breath. I like, I so, like, I want to let that go. That's a way to get over that uncomfortableness of the silence. Because <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the time we do, we feel we feel like we have to fill the silence. Oh. And so I guess sometimes that could come out and like, I did a big poop today. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> I don't know. Like, You know, someone's a really good friend when they can sit in silence for a bit. Oh, yeah. And sometimes after that gap, something really interesting comes out too, I feel. Mm. You know, because it's like a deeper level almost of chilling mm-hmm. when you're comfortable together. I'm off silence right up. Telling subordinates that I never graduated high school or college. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I get you. I get like, you. Yeah, in work stuff, you're supposed to appear. Yeah, like and, invulnerable. Yeah, and like but superior. But that's a really uncomfortable environment. Yeah. Isn't it? You kind of want to have that openness in sharing, really. Yeah, uh, pre- like... They've proven that more vulnerable workspaces are way more creative. Oh, for sure, I can I can. Because you're comfortable imagine. with doing things. Yeah, if you can see that your manager is opening up in a way, you're being vulnerable, then I'm sure you're more likely to, um, you know, share your ideas and stuff. This person says, I often start off info dumping about something or other, but I end up somehow talking about my own life. And before I know it, I've been talking for 15 minutes straight. (laughs) Yes. Dude, sometimes I just go in the zone. I'm not even looking at their face. And I'm just talking like so passionately about like rockets or something. And then I, I look up and they're just like staring and I'm, I don't even know how long it's been. Yeah. I feel like my partner does that sometimes. He's like, 
doing research and stuff that sometimes I can't fully understand. Mm. And so, and but like his way of processing his own thoughts and what he's learned is through talking. And sometimes he's kind of just like talking at me, but I'm okay with that. You know, mm. I don't mind sitting there and I'm like, like he seems passionate about it. So that's great. You like oh, listening nice. to passionate people talk mm. is awesome. Yeah. It makes you feel yeah. their emotion. And it's like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You can see the brain working. Like, good on you, son. Good on you, mate, for being so passionate about things. Oh, I have a kind of oversharing story, I guess, from recently. So I shared it on the ADHD story, but basically um, my current job, I am pretty sick of it. Mm. (laughs) And so um, I had a call with my manager and she was like calling me out on, you know, driving my van during the afternoons and not doing my work. And I was just like, well, there's not really much for me to do. So what's the point? And then I go, look, Megan, I just don't really care about this job anymore. (laughs) That was your person you're working under. Yeah. Oh my God. But I was also like, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, I can't. Would you rather that I'm just sitting here having these feelings and that not telling you about it? And then, I, yeah, I was like, I just don't really care about this job anymore. <laughs> and then someone responded on the stories and they're like, you said that and you still have a job. And I'm like, yeah, because that's not gross misconduct. They can't fire you for expressing your feelings. Wow. I think that's what a lot of people think. Maybe though. they respect you more for Sharon because if they know the job's that boring or whatever. Yeah. Or if they're working you too hard, they'll be like, oh, yeah, fair enough, I get it. Yeah. No one's going to like it. You know, if you don't, that's the thing. I think finding that balance of we worry about oversharing because we think, oh, uh, like I'm going to get in trouble or um, and and to be fair, I don't work for a U.S. company. And I think it's very different in America. They can basically just fire you for anything, which is really unfortunate. Um, But I've given the company three years and like me telling them. If you provide value to them. Exactly. And I think that is, again, with like knowing your self-worth and also listening like respecting your yeah own values and stuff like that but um i was sorry i lost my train of thought i was was just thinking there's this concept brene brown the vulnerability wizard Mm. she says that you get this thing and you maybe relate to this is a vulnerability hangover Mm. like after a social situation you've like had a night out with your friends or whatever oh and you share too much and then you feel like shit or you feel like oh no did i do something wrong and yeah then that haunts me after social evening yeah and she says that that is just natural part of being a human being it's like oh, okay. you feel like after you've shared like anything that means something to you yeah that you can feel like a bit tender about it or feel okay. like over worrying about it because, you know, it is something really Because cool. you've opened up, uh, it's like opening up your shell. Like you're a turtle and you're a turtle. Yeah, a turtle. <laughs> Little turtle. That tortoise and a hare at once. It was, like, that? it was like turtle and tortoise. It's like. To be fair, they're similar things. Anyway, and you like cracked hey, your shell open. Your egg. Egg. And you're just a bigger egg now, just dribbling around. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And people see your core, you know? Just 
It's a scary <laughs> thing, but it's a good scary. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's what I was going to say. So we worry about oversharing, especially in a work context, because we're worried about getting in trouble or whatever like that. But actually, I think, like you said, they respect yeah, your something about openness. Um, and that's also, strange. yeah, we, we need to remember our own worth. I think that's where I was going with that. It takes courage to be open and honest. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to... Like, I remember, like, I've always been a weird person. And I used to be a youth worker. And I remember at the beginning, even, like, going through school and everything, people would give you that look, like, ugh, what weirdo. The judging look or say something or it would be a facial expression. Like the side eye. Yeah, exactly. And I used to get really hurt and feel like shit. Because oh, I was worried to swear, but we can, it's fine. <laughs> I started it's off fine. with, ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I accepted, like, yeah, I am different, it's fine. And actually to be uniquely different, wonderfully different. I was thinking there needs to be more words for things that are better because they're different. Like, we've got weird, mm. which is like, you're different, but that is actually a great compliment, I feel. Like. Yeah, but it's used as a insult yeah. or... Yeah, that is a word. That's such a long word. word. Someone just says, there's way too many of them. Oh, my God. People will know my life story within the first two minutes of speaking to me. Oh. Yes. Yeah, well, why not, to be honest? Yeah. When I meet people, I want to know their life story straight away. Yeah, exactly. I think it kind of links up with, like, not liking small talk. And it's like, instead of, like, small talking, being like, "Mm, what's your job? How's the weather? Mm, 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 mm." (laughs) You were just like... So what are your deepest fears? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. She says, I once overshared to my boss about a performance festival that my professor asked us to go to. And there was a woman who did masturbation as her performance. And I just died. <laughs> so I assume she shared that. She went, I went to a festival and there was a woman that masturbated. And the professor just didn't know how to react. Probably. Because kapow. Because masturbation exists (laughs) here's another perspective too on all of this it's like imagine there was a world where no one shared what was on their minds like no one did and everyone followed this like set of rules that they were like raised with and their parents were raised with Mm. if no one brought up the important stuff we'd live in a world of kind of lies to be honest how would we yeah and Mm. everyone would just not be real with each other everyone would be fake with each other how would you bond because i feel like we bond over commonalities right and so you find that through the through the oversharing is like you're like oh i've been through that too or i see the world that way too right because the oversharing quote is through like the expression of these greater experiences that you wouldn't normally tell people about i feel like the people who share the most and are that open with things are actually the people that I feel like when someone listens to someone like that, it's actually refreshing because Mm. they're not just doing the same old stuff, following the same old rules. And I think people relate to it on an emotional level. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, that's someone who isn't living behind the mask Mm. that people have been taught to. And it's like, it like wakes you up. It's like, oh, this person is real. This person is like... Mm. Actually like being honest. And I know those times when I've not been my best and I've... Well, I know those times that I've embarrassed myself. Everyone relates 
to the emotional experience because everyone has emotions. Mm-hmm. I like this person. They said, every time I meet someone, I end up sharing my entire life. It normally goes well, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, actually, you yeah. You interact with people better when you know their life story. Yeah, because you know what to talk to them about instead of just, again, being like, where is your grandma from? I don't know. <laughs> what questions do people <laughs> ask? There is a comment here. It's only the second half. It's from Dark Shadow. But part two says, and drag his balls across <laughs> my screen as a way to get attention. We need to find but that one. We, where, where is the part we, one? Because who is dragging balls around? We, is this a dog one? or like a, a, a man? <laughs> Who's dragging balls? I don't know. Oh, part one. I told a coworker about how my dog likes to sit on my phone and <laughs> drag his balls across my, my screen. screen well, thank God it's a dog. I don't know if it was someone's dad, someone's granddad. You know, you never know. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would be. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a good thing and a bad thing. In different ways, it completely depends on the context of oversharing. Yeah, oh, I love this one. They're like, I overshare and I have a dark sense of humor at times, so you can just imagine the looks I get. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I also have quite a morbid sense of humor, and I really like to, to, to toy that line of appropriate. Yeah. Part of it is just a game to it see is how fun people to be respond. Sometimes. It is. Like, I don't mean to be gross or anything, but sometimes, like, I say things with like the opposite emotion just for fun. <laughs> like you can do, it's just fun. <laughs> you can be like, oh, I don't know, I can't think of one right now. Yeah, I just know I like to make jokes about things that people are like, you can't say that. The number of times I've heard that phrase. What? You can't say that. It's like, well, I just did. <laughs> like, right, who says yeah. you can't say According that? to whom? Are we going to just... Are we, like, training people to just be brutal oversharers? Well, there's a balance, though. Yeah, there is a balance. I, I mean, I, I think I'm learning that now as a 31-year-old lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, finally. Um, but I still overshare a lot, I think. Or I just don't care as much anymore about the repercussions of it. Yeah. You know? I think I've learned to read the vibe better than I yeah. was. Because sometimes you can share, and like oversharing is a perception thing. Yeah. Like what is over and to whom? Because yeah. it's only in one person's perception. Exactly. So maybe you think you're oversharing, and you're like, "Oh, I told them so much about my hernia," and then <laughs> and they're like, "You're gonna hate me." Da da da. And but actually, they're like, "Oh, that person's really vulnerable, and they told me all about their hernia." You know. Oh, here's one that actually comments on it. They say, yes, overshare too soon and too much. Then comes the awful overstating hangover. There is that vulnerability hangover and it is real. Mm. It's good to see another experience. Oh, this person says, my miscarriage. Easy for me to talk about, but always makes others uncomfortable. I relate to that because I was raped when I was 15. And so now I can say it like that. I'm like, I was raped when I was 15. But the number of people who are like, Every, like whenever I say it's where they're like oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you da, yeah. da, and I'm like I've dealt with this like 15 yeah. years ago 16 years ago it's something that happened to me it was horrible obviously but we move on from things and yeah. I think um, also 
talking about stuff like that, like traumatic events, it normalizes them yeah. and it makes it so that other people who've experienced these bad things can feel more comfortable coming forward about them because stuff like that, like I think one in four, one in three women have a miscarriage or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's a, it's a lot of people have miscarriages. Um, like my friend who was visiting, actually, they would, uh, one of her friends just had a miscarriage and like, it's really common and it should be talked about because I feel like part of why women or people who have babies go through like so much of a struggle with it is that they feel like they can't talk about it. Mm. And Mm. same with like rape victims and things like that. Like people who've been through any kind of horrific event, part of what makes it harder to get over is like keeping it inside. Yes. And so that quote oversharing normalizes talking about those experiences and so if that maybe it makes some people uncomfortable but then maybe it makes other people feel and seen yeah seen then i'm okay with that actually fun another fun brene brown fact is Mm. she says that when we've got guilt or you know something that's emotional that needs to come out that when you share it in a group or with other people it's the best way to get it out. Mm-hmm. She calls it like the shame gremlin or something. Mm-hmm. Because like um, the little gremlins, when they're exposed to light, they dissolve. You know mm-hmm. that gremlin movie thing? Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's like our emotional traumas. Mm-hmm. We want to let them out because we, I think at the end of the day, when we're all tribal and stuff, mm-hmm. like we're genetically, like I feel like that's where we're from. Mm-hmm. Um, we... We did share, and people did listen, because that was the TV of the day. Mm-hmm. We didn't just sit and stare at not a human, something that wasn't a human. We would interact and share, like, hey, I got hit by this huge log today. And they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry right. for you and, and that log. then the emotional tension is released. So I say that actually, it's maybe it's not that we're oversharing, it's just that society has shifted in a way that People are distracted and mm. don't have the sponge for a mind that they once had because they're busy thinking about. Oh, well, we're like constantly things. getting information from so many different sources, yeah. right? So we're like overloaded. And so then when someone gives us something that's emotionally Real heavy and needed, yeah, then we think it's too much because yes. we're already full. Yes. And we used to be able to get, like, one piece of bad news a day or whatever it was, like, from word of mouth. Yeah. But now we have our phones, we have Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> all the other things, and we get, what, like, thousands of pieces of bad news a you day. You can count them. If you wake up and look at your phone right away, just start counting the amount of bad things. Like, some something's happened that's really bad. Oh, here's another thing that's really bad. Oh, yeah. someone's died over here. And so if someone is trying to relay something that is heavy or quote bad to you that they need to do that for their relief but you feel like you can't take it because you've already received like these thousands of other pieces of bad information that day yeah so that's what makes it oversharing maybe that's like a different perspective on like yeah whatever sharing is maybe it is just that things have shifted and actually it used to be more like we took care of each other or maybe that's what it will be from now on. Let's make this world, people. <laughs> oh, this one person says, my funniest story about oversharing is when we talked about self-harm in school and why people do it. And my 
Thatcher gave some examples, I think they meant teacher, gave some examples and I raised my hand and explained my reasons to do it and finished what I was saying. At least that's why I do it. Wow. Good on you. That's courage. Yeah. And I think that's needed for people to understand different perspectives. Mm. We need those people. We need people to share. You mean my life? You mean my life. When people talk, I interject the word I think they're going to say next, especially if they pause. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, get on with it, mate. Could you finish <laughs> Do you mean fish and chips? Please? Do you mean this? Do you mean baked beans? Yeah, and they're like... Because sometimes people are like, oh, thanks for helping me out. And other times it's like, it's just about to say that. Yeah, and it's like, well, you didn't, so I just said it for you. I gotcha, fam. Let me just talk at you instead, please. Please. That's the way. In a class icebreaker, I told a story about sleeping with a guy on a first date and our underwear. Good. I say, like, rock on, to be honest. So what? Don't be like, wow, that girl is cool. Yeah. She's sharing. Yeah. She's real. (laughs) Get it. Rachie perfect. You want to do these? I did those ones. Telling work colleagues about sex life. So cringe. I would probs do it again because no control. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have sex too. Exactly. Or it's maybe they don't. And thing. if they don't, that's fine too. But like... Yeah, maybe they don't. Fine. <laughs> but they know it exists. Exactly. And if they are... Yeah, why is it that we can like talk... I... So that's something I struggle with, I think, is like understanding why there's certain groups of people that we can tell things to and the other people we can't. Like, why can you not talk to your colleagues about sex stuff, but you can talk to, like, that guy at the sandwich shop who <laughs> 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 you're never going to see again? Sometimes I do find right. it easier to overshare to people who I know I'm never going to see again, though. Yeah, that's a factor. Yeah. But, yeah, why are the, why do we have these different groups of people who were like, you have this part of me, and why, why do we compartmentalize ourselves? Exactly. I feel like sometimes there's contexts. Like in a pub or in a party, it's a social setting. Mm. You follow these kind of rules. And maybe if you're more structured in your thinking, then you go by the context and that's just how your brain is structured, mm. you know? But I feel like in ADHD, we have such a free flow, flee, free <laughs> flow, <laughs> free flow mindset that anything goes all the time based on what we're feeling basically. yeah I'm not good at doing that whole like compartmentalizing like this is work me and this is mm. hockey right. me and like I'm just me me right <laughs> well not me me I'm Addie but... you know when you go to a new job there's a kind of uh, there's almost like a feel in the air about how people react and there's like rules about what you do and don't do hmm and that's really just too much to take in, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So I was just, I was trying to beam outwards when I got at my recent last job. Mm, you know, and express, yeah, express outwardly. Because if a place is like really depressing, it's just so much effort to like join in with that. Yeah. And then if you don't feel like you can be yourself, then you, it goes back to what we said before. If you don't feel like you can express yourself, then you're going to hold back your ideas and then you're not going to be a good employee anyway yeah so um my friend who i met up with yesterday she works in inclusivity and diversity and she said that 
uh, is like the first sign of people who are going to leave is that they um, they've already withheld ideas from you. Wow. Um, and then basically it means they're like done with the job. That's also a good lesson for like bosses and people who lead. It's like, yeah, you know what's supposed to happen and you know what your plans are, but like to give people that openness to their ideas lets them be more autonomous and makes your job easier mm. anyway and you also don't have to pretend like you're this like hard rock of a person who doesn't feel anything because actually i feel like the times i felt more comfortable with my managers has been when they've expressed their hardships as well and being like oh yeah i get stressed about this or i struggle with this also mm. and then it, mm. it just makes me see them more as like a human i felt <laughs> like when I was in my last job, it was such a tense atmosphere, it was kind of like, you had to like hide under your emotions, never express your emotions, and I found it so overwhelming to like stifle, that there was one day I just burst into tears in front of my boss, mm. for like a while, for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Oh my gosh. And he, he just didn't know what to do, and I was like, sometimes I just feel things strongly. <laughs> And then, like, that gives them a chance to open up and be more real with you. Yeah. And actually be a bit more tender and maybe more open to ideas, too. Mm. That's good. I think maybe we can finish on that. Just be more open with everyone and don't think too much about the fact that you've been oversharing. Yeah, I'd say it's always a courageous thing to share who you really are because you're opening yourself up to rejection but when you do you'll find people respect and bond to you way more than you ever knew yeah so fuck Lots it fuck <laughs> it <laughs> fuck it dot com thank you for joining us on ADHD Doers we love you have a good day one